Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today is a special episode. Today I am celebrating the second anniversary of the podcast series. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that I've been doing this for two years now, but it's very exciting. So today I will be chatting with a few of my closest friends that I have made in the TBI community. So I'm excited for you guys to meet them. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They're the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in Minnesota. They've greatly helped me and many others in the Twin Cities. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. For those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I suffered a traumatic brain injury from a fall on the ice in 2014, and I'm currently a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer for the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. So, like I said, today is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be a normal podcast like you're used to. Um, Today is a little bit of a celebration of sorts, and I wanted to have a few of my friends join me, and these are the folks that I spend a lot of time on the phone with, and I've attended Brain Injury Awareness Day in Washington, D.C. with them, and uh, two of them I was with this past June in D.C. to help lobby and advocate for health healthcare, um, which I'm very passionate about, our healthcare in the U.S., and I also was able to give a rally speech on the front lawn of the Capitol when we were out in D.C., so that was kind of a highlight of my year, and these are the people who, like me, are trying to make changes in policy and just raise awareness for traumatic brain injury and concussion. And, you know, we, the four of us have all lived with our brain injuries and um, I'm, I'm the baby to the group. The other three have um, been going through this longer than me. And so we all understand the challenges and the struggles of, um, you know, trying to get doctors to understand us and believe us and listen to us. And, you know, it shouldn't take someone two and a half years to find the right doctor who knows how to help you. So one of my personal missions in the advocacy work I'm doing is I am really starting to look into how to get policy passed to change the curriculums in college courses for anyone in the healthcare um, schooling, you know, whether it's like an RN, an MD, DC, PT, OT, psychology, um, you know, anyone that could come into contact with someone with a brain injury. 
And I really believe that change will start with the students and trickle upwards. Um, I believe, you know, we have all these doctors who, you know, they're just, they're just unwilling to learn anything new and they're very content. Um, they're stuck in their beliefs of brain injury. And I believe that if we start educating with students and it trickles upwards, um, there's, there's going to be, we're going, we're going to see more changes in the way that people are treated. So if there's anyone listening to the podcast right now, whether you're in school or you want to help me start with this uh, lobbying endeavor, um, please get in touch with me. You can email me, amyzelmertbi at gmail. So I would love to hear from you if this is something that you would also like to help join me in. All right, you guys. So I would like to introduce you to my guests. Um, first of all, I'm going to introduce you to Tony Popkin. Um, Tony lives in Alexandria, Virginia with her service dog, Bud. And Tony is quite involved with Brain Injury Services of Virginia, and she is part of their Speakers Bureau. Um, she does a lot of speaking and advocating for brain injury as well as for service dogs. Um, she also was with me in D.C. when we were lobbying for health care, and she is one of the first people I met after I published my Huffington Post piece, and she reached out to me, and she was actually the one who told me about Brain Injury Awareness Day in D.C., and it was literally about 10 days from the day that she told me, um, so she encouraged me to do a GoFundMe. And that got me out to Washington, D.C., and um, she's the one that uh, kind of introduced me to this whole world of um, the Brain Injury Association of America. So, Tony, um, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. <laughs> so, Tony, tell everyone, um, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're working on currently. Um. I'm really glad that you said something about students because one of the things that I have been doing is um, speaking at Argosy University, and I've been speaking to them for years. And they actually did a study recently um, that found that the students that are neuropsych students that hear real stories from survivors are much more likely to learn about TBIs and to be better practitioners than reading about it. And that was a very exciting outcome from the study that um, we did. It was a two-year study. It was actually presented, um, I think, last February at an international um, conference. Um, I am really passionate about educating people and letting them know that we have an invisible disability, but yet we have days when we can do things and days we can't. And don't judge us by if you see us do something one day, expecting us to do the same thing a different day. Um, because... One of the sayings I use a lot is inconsistency is my consistency. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> because I am really inconsistent in what I'm able to do. 
You know, and I'm glad you brought up Argosy because you put me in touch with Allison. And I've spoken there the last two years I've been out in D.C. as well. And I know this past year, she actually reached out to me afterwards and shared with me that the students really enjoyed hearing, because I shared my experience with the neuropsych exam and how the neuropsychologist treated me afterwards, which which wasn't pleasant. Um, and, you know, I feel like if I can make an impact on just one or two of those kids in that class, you know, that that they're going to treat their patients differently because because they've heard me speak or they've heard you speak. So... I thank you, Tony, for all those connections. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I am so glad that um, I reached out to you. I, that's something I never do. Um, you know, it was just a big leap of faith I did. Um, one of the things that I found since I've had, I've had actually four brain injuries, but since I have found, I've kind of found my voice, and I'm doing things I never thought I would do before. And actually, I must say that Anne was my mentor um, in joining the Speakers Bureau. So I have to give a shout out to Anne. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting to Anne shortly, in case anyone's wondering who Anne is. <laughs> All right, Tony, I'm going to put you back on mute for just a few minutes here. Okay. And I am going to bring on Paul. So Paul Bosworth is in Lafayette, Louisiana. And Paul has done a lot of work with HBOT, which is hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And actually, Tony connected me to Paul the first year I went out to D.C. Um, and told me he'd be a great person to help prepare me for what goes on. And he was phenomenal. Um, he has become a very good friend of mine. And the first year I went out to D.C., he really kind of held my hand and helped me through the day. And um, I remember kind of leaning my head on his shoulder at the uh, at the briefing because I was just so tired. Um, and the the following year when I went out, we had a little more time out there. And he is a fabulous tour guide in Washington D.C. because he lived out there um, for several years. And so I uh, I really enjoyed getting the personal tour of D.C. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me. And I forgot to mention, Paul um, is also on the Brain Injury Advisory Council um, with me as well. So thank you for all you're doing, Paul. You you are a busy man in Louisiana uh, trying <laughs> it's, to raise it's awareness. My, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm talking over you as we do. It's my pleasure, and, and every day is important. And I um, had the pleasure of, I believe it was two summers ago, you had a barbecue fundraiser because barbecue is a thing in Louisiana. Um, and myself and my friend April came down and were part of your um, fundraiser. And so that was really cool to get to see you in your environment uh, and, and see, see you in all of your Cajun glory <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm born and raised in New Orleans, but everybody calls me Cajun, so I just go with it. Yeah, we did uh, Smokey Bros barbecue in the park. So the thought was, if you're not listening to me without food in your mouth, if I stuff you full of good meat, then you'll really listen to me. <laughs> and that worked. That totally worked. Yeah. We gained a lot of awareness that day. 
So tell everyone a little bit about what you do um, for advocacy and awareness and what you're passionate about. Well, what I do is I answer the phone and answer the questions. And you mentioned HBOT, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Uh, that's becoming more and more prevalent as the days go on. Um, a town in a, a, a little bitty town in South Louisiana, way close to the Gulf of Mexico, the whole community supported one kid. He's 19 years old. And he today is his third day in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. They raised enough money for him to go to New Orleans and jump in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber, HBOT, HBOT, in New Orleans at Dr. Harsh's uh, facility. And you're, 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 you're talking about a whole region that's cheering for one boy because he doesn't talk after his brain injury. He does everything else. He's got a, you know, He's got an appetite and whatnot, but um, if I might just go into the next thing. Uh, on October the 2nd, we did a um, brain health open house. So I opened it up to brain health in general, and boy, did that gain a lot of ground here in Louisiana because it's about the health of our brains. We can talk about, and we are, we have people in place that are, that are advocating but what happens, you know, after you're, you're better, but you're good, but you're not good on some days, like Tony said, but some days you're better, and then some days you have to be in bed for a couple of days. And yep. what I did was I brought in, I brought in practitioners, mainly, uh, let's see, it was music, oxygen therapy, speech therapy from the local university, United um, University of Lafayette, University of Louisiana Lafayette, I had uh, sound therapy. I had all kinds of different therapies in the room. And quite frankly, I needed next year I'm going to need another hour just so that they can talk to each other because they all have heard of each other through us because we're getting a bang for the buck by going back to the basics. Uh, uh, essential oils therapy was there times two. And uh, – naturopaths were there, natural doctors, because they're going back to uh, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, even further back to Cro-Magnon man, eat these roots and you'll be better. Uh, maybe lay off of the alcohol and the, uh, whatever else you're taking that's, that's illegal and you'll be better off. Uh, it was, I, had, I had to cap it at 25 vendors only because we weren't sure if we were going to fit them all. Uh, I had to turn away eight uh, at vendors because I didn't know if I had enough uh, room for them. So if you're in your community and you want to make a difference real time with with your uh, groups or with your uh, your, your people, uh, consider one. It was it's something that's going to happen again because every vendor walked out of that uh, uh, experience saying, "Oh, we have to do more of these. Can we do these three times a year?" I was like, "Slow your roll. <laughs> Let's start with two a year." Um, but it's 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 going back to the basics that's really found a niche, a spot, a good place uh, to help folks with brain injury. Um, advocating is something that I'm do that I'm doing with you and on my own, and uh, I found that accepting my brain injury was a big part of actually talking about it. You can talk about cars and you can talk about trees, but do you own any? Yeah, let's let's own them first. Uh, I say in South Louisiana, if you want a boat, you make it in your backyard, whether it be wood, steel, 
whatever it is, we make it in our backyard. We do it ourselves. Um, hence the whole concept of the barbecue. We do it ourselves. You know, we're going to use wood and we're, gonna, we're not going to use gas necessarily. Uh, we're we're going to show each other, yeah, we can do this old school. Uh, so, so old school is really paying off. So, Paul, um, tell everyone uh, how long ago was your brain injury? My brain injury was on September 11th, uh, 2012. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know where I am. I'm so excited that this is happening. September 11th, 2007. Uh, September 11th, 2007 is the answer to the questions. Ten years ago, uh, the, 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 the hyperbaric oxygen therapy erased half my symptoms. So now you can understand what I'm saying. Um, before, it was more of a monotone, dragging, it was painful to hear me talk, quite honestly, and people would just walk away like, "Please ask him to stop talking." Uh, that was the that was the that was the uh, the top of the of the heap that was whittled down. Um, they still come back every once in a while, but boy, I feel better. That's so awesome. So, Paul, I'm going to put you on mute here for a minute, and I'm Thanks. going to bring Anne on. So, Anne Forrest is in Austin, Texas. And she is the chair of the Brain Injury Advisory Council. And I have gotten to know her very well over the last few years. And she was another one that was in Washington, D.C. She was with me and Tony um, in June at the Capitol lobbying for health care. And um, she has been just such a fabulous supporter of everything that I do. And um, her and Tony are probably my biggest cheerleaders. Um, so welcome, Anne, to the podcast. Hi. Hello. Um, it's good to be here. I'm excited to be here also. Paul's a hard <laughs> act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anne, when was your brain injury? Uh, my injury was, um, I just celebrated my 20th uh, anniversary, so a while ago, and I'm still uh, getting better, recovering, recovering brain function, so um, uh, so um, I'm here to say that you can continue to get better years after uh you expect that you can, or that you're told possibly that you can get better. And uh, like Paul, you know, every time I get better and better through vision therapy and through my exercises, home exercises, and through rehabilitation, I just did a year of rehabilitation at my hospital. um, It's just, you know, life gets better and better as I feel better and I'm able to do more. So, Anne, why don't you share a little bit about, you know, you've been part of the Brain Injury Advisory Council since its inception. Um, so why don't you share a little bit about that and what it is that we do and um, what else that you're passionate about with um, awareness and advocacy? Well, I'm struck in listening to everybody because um, so uh, so I, I – um, had my accident in the D.C. area. I'm in Austin, Texas now. That's always a little confusing. And um, had a very difficult time finding uh, finding help. And um, uh, I was seeing the best neurologist who did diagnose me with a concussion, mild traumatic brain injury, but getting the next step, even though I couldn't work, of getting the next step um, 
was really difficult. I am going to get to the Brain Injury Association of America and the, and the council in a moment, but um, I was couldn't read, and I was a PhD economist, and so it was clear to me that I needed help before getting back to work, even though I was being told rest and um, rest and go and uh, go back to work. So um, I got a lot of vision therapy, which helped me a lot, and. Um, uh, came down to Austin, Texas, uh, was able to get speech and language therapist therapy at the hospital here in Austin, St. David's Hospital here in Austin. And my husband took a job back in D.C. I got married in Austin and um, I took a job back in D.C. And I kind of was like, what am I going to do? As my husband said, she's a, she's a latchkey wife. She can't do much, but stays home a lot what am I going to do? And I found, found myself through a whole series of interesting um, serendipity, found myself at a, um, uh, invited out to the Brain Injury Association of America's um, board meeting, or uh, uh, weekly meeting in, uh, by Robert DeMickless, who's a advocate and has, has been at BIA for a long time. And he, uh, had this extra desk in his room and um, had a lot of stuff piled on top of it. And he said to me, um, you know, here's a, how about if I give you a, my, a desk? And I thought, wow, I have a desk. I can get started on trying to figure out the next step. And I learned a lot from um, just av- going into the Brain Injury Association of America. I, l- I learned a tremendous amount about brain injury and what they were doing in terms of advocacy and knowledge translation and research and advancing um, advancing um, the world for, of brain injury. For me, I was just happy to have a um, desk, and um, oftentimes I would get lost on the bus on the way outside. It was a 45-minute bus ride with a change of buses, <laughs> and I'd get lost in the bus or – I would get out there and I wouldn't, people would ask me about my weekend and I'd like uh, weekend, what did I do this weekend? So, um, so it, so it was sort of a place to begin rehab. And then I believe it's 2008, but it could have been 2007. Susan Connors, the head of brain injury association of America uh, wanted to get together a group of survivors, people with brain injury who could help, um, who could help uh, could be a voice at the Brain Injury Association, and um, she uh, got us brought together five people. Her um, suggestion was that we figure out our own path, and um, and that um, at the time the stories of a recovery on the website were very dismal, <laughs> to say the least. They were sort of a lot of conversation about the accident themselves and how changed and less of inspiration and less about um, how uh, recovery steps had moved forward or where, where people had gotten help and less a path of um, a path that would inspire people. And so that was sort of our first project was sort of figuring out how we write um, stories uh, that uh, might be a little bit more uplifting and inspiring to people and to help them get to rehabilitation and help them get to the places they needed to go. To make a long story short, it took a long time to form the council. Uh, There was this belief there was a lack of leadership, which was partially us just trying to figure out where we were going. And um, 
I can say that in 2017, we're a very thriving group. We've changed a lot of members, and people are doing exciting work, work both locally and um, nationally. You've mentioned the advocacy uh, in D.C. and um, advocacy with um, particularly this past year. I've worked with the Centers for Disease Control, and the council has worked with the Centers of Disease Control. Their pediatric guidelines are just um, – coming out right are uh, the first of their pediatric guidelines for kids are just coming out and um and so uh there's been a lot of work in dc and then locally uh we moved back to austin about six years ago and part of the idea of the council was to both work at a national level and understand what's going on national and bringing bring it back down to our local areas and um I will say uh, just briefly, or trying to be brief, that um, speaking in, um, back in Austin has been a big thing, working with the Brain Injury Alliance of Texas and um, a, a pediatric brain injury group, Hope for Minds. And then this past year, I um, reached out to a group of students from the University of Texas at Austin to help me with my advocacy locally. That didn't pan out. I got sick, and but um, looking forward to starting that back up at Jan- in January. And um, very excited to be with a group of students that are very um, interesting and um, interesting and involved, and know a lot about concussion already. I w- do want to say that we all that um, I'm just noticing that Paul and Tony and I all got our chops. Uh, at, at Brain Injury Services Speakers Bureau when we lived in D.C. at different times. And when I first went to speak for Allison Fadio at Argosy to bring it back to uh, what Tony had to say was um, that uh, I had spoken at the University of Texas and um, was asked to join the Speakers Bureau because I was the only I was a girl, and it was all boys. And um, when I at once when I spoke at Argosy, people just assumed that since I didn't have um, have uh, disabilities that they could see, they said, "Oh, you must be helping the group of people with brain injury." <laughs> and uh, so, just taking it back to the importance of changing yeah. stereotypes about brain injury, and I will be let you talk. Oh, and thank you so much. That was a great, really great overview. Thank you for sharing the, all the history with the BIAC. Um, and so I just want to take a moment to kind of go back to thank Tony. Tony is the one who we, we kind of have a, a running joke that so she's my booking agent. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, um, she, so the first year I went out to DC, you know, I was still really new to my brain injury, but then the second year I went out there, she helped line up. Um, I spoke for brain injury services at the adapt clubhouse. I spoke to a few support groups. I spoke at Argosy. So Tony is really the one who helped me sort of launch, um, all of my wonderful speaking opportunities and book signings. And, um, I just, Thank you so much for helping me with that, Tony. And and now I have several keynotes coming up in 2018, which is so exciting. You know, I think when people first, you know, get an application from a brain injury survivor, I think sometimes they're a little skeptical, you know, when it's a professional conference. They're like, is this person capable, you know, giving a presentation? Um, And then, you know, then they hear us and they're like, oh, this is really great, you know. 
whether it's sharing your story or, or, you know, sharing information. So Tony, I just, I thank you for um, helping me get that foot in the door and getting all that momentum going. You're very welcome. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say um, one quick thing. Um, If people are seeing the picture, um, I just wanted to identify who we were. So I'm Tony and I'm the one on the, Far left with the green, Anne is the one next to me, Amy is the one in the middle, and of course, Paul is the male, so you would figure out who he was. <laughs> and um, um, I knew all of Paul and Anne, you know, back, way back, and the changes that um, I have seen in both of them have been amazing over the years. Um you know, um, just in the way that they have grown and um, gotten better with their injuries and therefore been able to help people so much more. And I think that's a really important message that people say, you know, one year, two years, and then you're done. Well, none of us have been only one or two years and we're continuing to get better. Um, and I remember, Paul, when you were way back and the difference between now and then. So um, just hold on to that thought that never give up, that you will continue to get better as long as you try. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point. You know, like, I mean, I, I was two and a half years before I even got the help that I needed. And I, I think that all three of you, you know, Ann, Tony, and Paul, you're all really inspirational in that you're all, you know, 10, 20 years out from your brain injuries and you're still improving and you're still advocating and you're still doing everything you can do to help other brain injury survivors. So I thank all three of you so much for being here. And I'm going to bring you all, all three of you, I'm going to bring you back in right now. Um, so you can all just kind of say your goodbye and we're down to the final minute or two here. So, um, all right, I got all three of you back in here. So you're all three unmuted. <laughs> so everyone yes. Yes. say your goodbyes. Thanks for being here, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having Amy. me, Amy. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being on the phone and continue to move forward. This isn't, this isn't finished. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Paul. Um, so, yes, thank, thank you. you. Continue to um, do whatever you can to raise awareness. Um, continue to educate yourself so you can educate others. Um, and thanks, Amy, Paul, and especially... <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. thank you guys for being yeah, a keep part going. of <laughs> Thank you all for being a part of my anniversary show. Um, so appreciate it. You know, you three are probably my near, nearest and dearest friends in the brain injury community and just in life in general. So thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, and, you know, again, I just want to mention if any of you are interested, if you're, whether you're maybe in college, you're a student, or maybe um, you're a healthcare professional and you'd like to help me with my mission um, of changing the curriculum, I'd love to hear from you. And if you are needing a keynote, 
2019. I would love to hear from you as well. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being a part of my journey. I really, I feel like you're all part of my family um, for listening to this podcast. And again, thank you to Minnesota Functional Neurology for being a sponsor. Um, It's greatly appreciated. And they are the concussion doctors you can trust in the Midwest. So thank you all so much for being here. I will see you all again next time. Have a great day, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.